Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Ticket to Broadway, where Broadway meets Main Street. <laughs> Here's your host, my pal, David Alpert. <laughs> Thank you for tuning into this episode of E-Ticket to Broadway, the only podcast to ask which Broadway stars are the most like Mickey Mouse. I'm so happy to have you here and to share some Disney and Broadway magic with all of you. This is already the 25th episode of this podcast. Please make sure you give each episode and guest some love. And then connect with us on the Instagram page at eTicket to Broadway to share your own Disney stories. Before I introduce our Broadway guest, I'm excited to let you all know about a fellow Disney podcaster who I had a chance to connect with. Here is Jeff DePoli of Disney Coast to Coast. Here on eTicket, we're all about spreading joy and connecting members of both the Disney and Broadway fandom. And I'm so excited to have you on this podcast, Jeff. Thank you for being here and chatting Disney and Broadway with me. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. I am a lover of Disney and Broadway, so this is a nice little mix for me. It's perfect, and I've loved connecting with other, you know, Disney podcasters, and I love that you have your BFA actually in performing arts, yeah? Yes, indeed I did. I went to Emerson College in Boston, which is basically where I grew up. I grew up 20 minutes north of Boston in Woburn, Massachusetts. So, you know, Emerson was a great fit and Boston's a great city. So, yes, indeed, the performing arts. Do you remember the first Broadway musical you saw? I remember the first, like, so there's kind of three big moments. There was as a kid, I remember seeing uh, The Music Man, uh, a community theater production, and thinking it was Broadway and it like changing my life. Like it, it just felt like that grand to me, even though if I went back now, I'm sure I would <laughs> have a lot of notes for it. And then I remember seeing yeah. the national tour of Chicago as a kid. I don't know why my parents brought me to Chicago, but they did yes, in yes. Boston's Colonial Theater. And the first show I ever saw on Broadway was The Lion King. Oh my goodness, you've been on brand. That I, is, from that the is beginning. our podcast. Yeah, right <laughs> yeah. from the beginning. And gosh, talk about an overwhelming first Broadway experience. What a great show to start with. And literally within the first minute of the show, I was chills through the body and welling up in the eyes because it's just such a beautiful production. Totally. And that circle of life number is, is just so exciting. It really is. And I'm actually like getting chills thinking about it right now. <laughs> We have kind of a similar experience. My first Broadway musical I saw was Cats, mm. you know, so, you know, felines, but definitely a different introduction <laughs> to musical theater. For sure. I'm going <laughs> to lean with The Lion King. I'm going to go that I way. I think that's wise. Yeah. What about your first time to a Disney park? Do you remember that? You know, my first time I probably don't remember because I was very young, but the first time that I really remember was 1989. It was the year that Disney MGM Studios opened. So I would have been seven or eight years old at that point. And I absolutely, I would have been eight. Yeah. And I absolutely fell in love with it. I was a kid obsessed with show business who had never been to the real Hollywood, was obsessed with Disney and obsessed with theme parks. And so it was like kind of the whole package for me. And to get to go there in its first year, I mean, it's a park that has changed so much since its opening. 
that I'm so happy to have like my first memory of those early years of Disney MGM Studios. Of course, now Disney's Hollywood Studios. Do you remember when they filmed MMC there? I remember watching that a lot on TV. I definitely didn't go to a taping or anything, but I remember taking the studio tour and driving past and through the sound stages and them saying, hey, we shoot MMC, the new Mickey Mouse Club here. And yeah, I, I definitely, whenever we got the free trial, because Disney Channel was not free back in the day, we I would watch a lot of MMC and really loved it. Me too. Do you remember the first time you went to Disneyland? Yeah, I would have been a teenager. And I think it was during the, you know, I think it was like the year that the Indiana Jones adventure opened. So I think that was, what, 25 years ago? Yeah, I think that something like that, 25, maybe 26 now. Yeah, so that was the first time to Disneyland. And I, you know, growing up in the East Coast, Walt Disney World was definitely my home park. But now living in Los Angeles, I've been to Disneyland so many more times. And now that's my home park. And you know, everybody loves to ask the question, which one do you prefer? And I always say it's the most impossible question to answer. They're two totally different animals. Disneyland's history is undeniable. And as a Disney, a fan of Disney history and Walt himself, Disneyland is incredible. But then when you look at the overwhelming or overarching just infrastructure of Walt Disney World, I'm blown away at the logistics of that place. So uh, if that was your next question, I refuse to answer. <laughs> no, no, no. What's funny is I I love that everyone has strong feelings towards each park. Those that have listened to this podcast know that I'm very much a land boy. But I remember my first time going to Disney World, same thing, the, the logistics. I was like, we're on property already, but like this is a highway. It's just like it truly is a place of its own. So Jeff, you know, Disney Coast to Coast, do you also go to the international parks? I have been to Disneyland Paris. I have not been to any of the others, although I certainly hope to sometime. Here's the thing. That whole like 14 hour flight sounds really annoying to me. So I want to do it when I can kind of do them all in one very long trip, you know, since they're, you know, closer together. So hopefully someday I will get there. I would love to, but I have done Paris and Paris is a beautiful park. Absolutely Paris gorgeous. Is beautiful. Yeah. My mom is from Paris. So I've actually been to Disneyland Paris, I think four, four or five times. As much as I love the Disneyland Castle, as it's my my, you know, everything, that Disneyland Paris Castle is just stunning. Yeah. The Disneyland Paris Castle is my favorite castle. Forget the size of Shanghai. I don't even care. Disneyland Paris's yeah. castle is stunningly beautiful. And it has a dragon in the basement. It has and- a dragon. Yeah, it's incredible. In fact, I've interviewed the person who sculpted that dragon on Disney Coast to Coast. But I was supposed to go back to Paris uh, for the first, it would only have been my second time and the first time with the Walt Disney Studios Park. And then COVID happened. So I was going over to England for Back to the Future, the musical. That was the whole reason for my trip. And I was like, well, if I'm going there, I'm going to go to Paris. So. And um, do you watch some of the YouTube videos from like Shanghai and Hong Kong online or do you just try and not watch until you get to go? I I watch like new stuff. If it's something I'm going to talk about on my podcast, I'll definitely do the research. Like yeah. uh, for Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, even here in the States, I watched that before I experienced it, which I don't like to do. I'm very much... Uh, 
I don't I don't like spoilers. So whenever I can avoid a spoiler, I will. But if I'm reporting on it, I obviously check it out and have to do that with the overseas parks like, you know, China and stuff. I'm more likely to watch them just because I know it'll be several years before I go. Like I've watched the Pirates of the Caribbean ride through at Shanghai because you have to see that. right? You have to see it. And also the Peter Pan ride in Shanghai looks crazy. I don't know if I've watched that one. It, I mean, you know, it's just a, it's just an improvement upon the original and, and they've just really kind of fleshed it out. And it's, you know, the Peter Pan ride in Disneyland is so short and so bumpy mm-hmm. and we love it, but you're like, you know what, maybe, maybe it can be improved upon. And, and I think Shanghai really did. Well, the thing that always amazes me with Disney attractions in general is if any other theme park made some of the attractions that has huge lines at a Disney park, they would either be extinct by now or they just wouldn't have those long lines. Uh, case in point, I remember when Luigi's Rollick and Roadsters opened in Cars Land here at Disney California Adventure. Are you familiar with that one? Yeah. Okay, it's a pretty basic ride. And I remember there were like four or five hour lines on opening day. I was like, no other company could open an attraction of this sort and have a five hour line. It's insanity. The, the level of fandom... And and also the FOMO in the Disney fan community is intense. People want to be the first to do everything in the Disney fan community. And it's it's wild to me. It's a good point, though. I mean, like, I I haven't made it onto Rise of the Resistance yet and refused to watch the videos. But I remember when it opened and just the stories and even with Radiator Racers, just the story of how long that line was. And Those I get, you know. though. That's Rise of the Resistance. In fact, That's I was there. Ticket. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I was there opening day for Rise of the Resistance and went through the whole, you know, getting the boarding group weeks in advance and all that stuff. That I get. I don't get it sure. with like a Luigi's Rolling and Roadster. <laughs> yeah. I really don't. And it amazes me that Peter Pan has hour plus long lines every day. I know. Like it's, it's incredible. I hear you. Jeff, we're going to play everyone's favorite. This is Fast Pass Answers. I'm going to put 30 seconds on the clock. Are you ready? I am ready. Let's do this. Here we go. Jeff, who is your favorite Disney character? Mickey and Ursula. Name any song from Newsies. Oh, God, Seize the Day. Favorite snack in the parks? Ooh, I don't. I don't think I really have one. Um, Matterhorn macaroons, really good. Peanut butter and Name jelly milkshake ride. from Disney. Sorry, peanut butter and jelly milkshake from Disney's Hollywood Studios for sure. Name a ride in Fantasyland. Um, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. Name a character from Peter Pan. Peter Pan. What is your favorite show tune? Oh gosh. Oh man, you you can answer though. Could it have been or any favorite that you show? Love? Any or a yeah. Disney one? Any? any? No, if any favorite show tune. Oh my gosh! Like that wasn't impossible. I mean, Santa Fe comes to mind just because we're talking Disney. But gosh, there's so many. Yeah, there are a lot. Yeah, I know. Um, let's go back to the peanut butter and jelly milkshake. Oh, so good! I was so angry Love because. It. I recently went to Walt Disney World during a pandemic. Yes, I recorded a whole episode about it, but I couldn't get it because they weren't. There's a lot of like food options closed or to go windows not open and stuff. And I couldn't get it. I'm like, I just want my peanut butter and jelly milkshake. It's so good. Can you try making that at home or is that just a disaster? I've heard, you know, a friend of mine who actually introduced me to it told me that I think he has recreated it and i think there's actually bread in it like he blended oh like as like a 
a full peanut butter and jelly sandwich into it, which is what makes these things so, so unique. Just to go on a slight tangent here, I remember several years back getting the pumpkin pie milkshake, which was an autumn option, and it was delicious like oh my gosh this pumpkin pie milkshake is incredible so the following year i was like i've got to get this again and i got it and they changed it to a pumpkin spice milk milkshake and i was like oh now you're basic so like there's (laughs) they they used to like literally take a slice of pie and blend it into this milkshake and it was incredible and Yeah, when those little things go away, it's very sad. So whenever there's a suite you enjoy in a Disney park, eat as much as you can because there's no guarantee it's staying. That is great advice to everyone listening. Please, next time you go to the parks, get as much as you can. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, like I love the Mickey Mouse ice cream sandwiches and they sometimes sell them at Target. And then that's bad news bearers because I just (laughs) keep buying them. It's... Here's the good, good news, though. I'm sure it's a tenth of the price at Target, so you win. It is a, it is, it is, and I think it's actually like slightly smaller than what's in the parks, mm-hmm. um, but it's a good like it tides me over, which is which is always good. Yeah. So Jeff, Disney Coast to Coast, Disney with a Z. We want to make sure that's very clear. If you had to give the elevator pitch so our listeners can go listen, what would you say your podcast is about? It is a very honest look at all things Disney. I There's no sugarcoating. I am clearly a Disney fan, so I love so much of it. But it doesn't mean that the company does everything perfectly. And so when it's not perfect or if there's issues or if there's just something I personally don't enjoy, I will tell you about it. And I have lots of fantastic guests come on to co-host and lots of amazing interviews with Disney legends and fantastic talents within the company. So I hope some folks decide to check it out. Definitely. I think that's really great. And um, again, as you said so wisely, we all have things we like and what we don't like. And I think it's a great way to share, you know, how we relate to the Disney brand. And I think that's really awesome that you're doing that. Well, thank you. On this episode, oh yes, it is time for one of my dear friends to join me to giggle and chat about Disney parks. She's been seen on Broadway in Urban Cowboy, High Fidelity, Chaplin, If Then, and Come From Away. Please prepare for the one and only, the Tony-nominated, Jen Colella. Oh my goodness, this is such a treat. I get to chat with my incredible, wonderful friend, Jen Colella, about all things Disney. Jen, thank you for joining. Are you ready for this? The pleasure is mine. I'm absolutely ready. I'm so thrilled to have some joy in the middle of my day. And I'm yes. really, really happy to be with you. I'm crazy about you. Aw. That's like the Gershwin musical. I'm crazy about you. (laughs) (laughs) It is Broadway and Main Street. You know, it's all combined. So Jen, I loved Come From Away. I loved it. I loved you in it. It, Everything about it I loved. My question to you is, how did it feel to sing Welcome to the Farthest Place You'll Get from Disneyland eight times a week? And did you think of me when you sang it? (laughs) Uh, It felt amazing and empowering. (laughs) And of course... There's no one else that comes to mind. Yeah, Disneyland. it was. I, I remember sitting in the audience at the Schoenfeld, and when you sang that, I was like, "Oh my God, John Kalala just sang Disneyland from a Broadway stage." It was That's everything right. I wanted. I'm so glad to provide that for you. Yeah, even though it was like the farthest place, which is not where I'd want to be. No, I'd want to be in Disneyland. I understand that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so Jen, you're from South Carolina. Did you go to Disney World as a kid? Um, I did. 
I did go to Disney World as a kid. Um, I remember the first time I went, I think I was just so overwhelmed. I was maybe like five or six. Yeah. And I just, it was the colors and the smells and I was more into getting the huge lollipop and like the lights. I remember the fireworks being something magical. I was like, you've got to be kidding. I couldn't believe that adults had put this much time into fun. It gave me hope. I remember feeling a little spark of hope in my heart. I was like, if adults have spent this much time to create something so fun and beautiful, then we're going to be okay. You know what I mean? I love that. Yeah, that's yeah. beautiful. Yeah, it was. It was a moment as a young child being like, we're okay. If this exists yeah. as humanity, things can't be too terribly bad. Um, and then the next time that I went, I was like 13 or 14 with my younger brother, who was about four, and he really wanted to meet Mickey. And we were like, you're going to see Mickey. There's like no doubt. And I also knew that there was Universal Studios there at this time. So I wrote out index cards for producers <laughs> that I might run into at Universal, explaining how I needed to fulfill my dream of becoming an actress. That's how you network, right? Yeah, of course, index cards. Me. I was like, my mom just let me go with some index cards to hand out to whomever. I don't know who I thought I was going to be rubbing elbows with, but... I wanted well, to meet e. <laughs> e, obviously, right? Um, and my little brother really wanted to meet um, Mickey Mouse. So when we saw him in the parade, we were like, see, look, there he is. He's right there. And he like blew a kiss to my little brother and he was thrilled. And we were like, we've made all your dreams come true. And then Mickey kept going with the parade and my little brother burst into tears. And we were like, what, what happened? We did it. He's right there. We're here with him. And he's like, I wanted to have lunch with Mickey Mouse. And we're like, that would be another $10,000. I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't think we can do that. It was just so honest and sweet. Did he ever recover? No, he's not okay. Yeah. My, my, my brother uh, turned into a sociopath. <laughs> not true. That's not true at all. That's not true. He's just become a new father, and I am oh, really I looking that. forward to the day that he can take my nephew. Oh, it's going to be sweet. Um, did you have a favorite ride when you were a kid? I really, in Space Mountain, I like oh, yeah. coasters. Space Mountain, again, I couldn't believe that it was in the dark on purpose. You know what I mean? I, I was making crazy faces. I let myself loose in a way that I couldn't on the other roller coasters. Space Mountain to me is absolutely thrilling. Um, and I really dig um, Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. Uh, because of that hairy leg. Because oh my gosh, specific. Because, yeah, because of the yeah. guy hanging off the yeah. thing and the hairy leg that you go under the bridge and then the the guy whistling for the dog in jail, his little mouth, the Right? Yes. I love seeing his little Yeah, there it is, that's it. That's it. Um, True story, at Disneyland a few years ago, a cast member was doing that whistle to Pluto. <laughs> and I went up to him and I was like, that is the most wonderful reference you could make uh, to a dog in the parks. I love and that he, he complimented yeah. him and saw well, his course. work, saw the specificity of this actor's work and commented on it. Yeah. He made his year. It was so fun. Um, yeah, I remember going on Pirates as a kid too and being like, I know that they're not real, but I think they're real. I, I was confused. The hair on the leg is-, is The hair on the leg, the me. dirty sole of that yep. foot that looks yep. so real. Loved it. 
so Jen, you're going to Disney World as a kid. Then you go to grad grad school. Wait, grad school or college, Irvine? Grad right school. after Disney World. Yes, I went right to grad school from Disney World. Yes. Yes. It was, <laughs> it was a direct leap. <laughs> I actually, uh, yeah. yes, I went to grad school in California. I went to the University yeah. of California at Irvine. So while I was there, of course, I was very close to Disneyland. Yeah. And I had not experienced the Disneyland. Um, and I loved it. There's something quaint about it. There's something yeah. sweet about it. You know, I love the how grand and, and the kind of ostentatious Disney World is. There's something very sweet and lovely and quaint about Disneyland. Yep. And um, I remember going with a group of friends, one of whom had worked there in the park. And so we literally went into a side entrance and we had these passes. And for the rest of the day, we got to go through all the lines. We were with people like, there's a bathroom here and here. There won't be another one for another two rides. It was yeah. like the way to go through. Yeah. It was awesome. It was awesome. That's how I bring my friends to Disneyland as well. I plan oh. it out. I'm like, this is how it is. But I love that you said Disneyland is quaint. I, I've said it on the podcast as well. Disneyland is theater and Disney World is film. Oh, I love that. It, it's right. just... And it's beautiful in both ways, but for me, I, I just love that very specific kind of quiet, quaint Disneyland. Mm -hmm. That's where I grew up. Mm -hmm. Did you remember going on Pirates at Disneyland and thinking like, there's that leg? Absolutely. Oh, I get excited about the leg and the whistle every single time. Yeah. And there's a smell to it, right? Once there's you totally go inside, smell. Yeah. there's a smell. Yeah. Uh, oh God. It's, it's, I don't know. Yeah, it's cool. It's, it's, it's cool. It's, it's cool. So I know. Cool. Like, it's how it, I know we're all going to be okay. <laughs> yeah. So Jen, you stand proudly for authenticity and being kind, which is so often the theme of a Disney movie. Mm -hmm. Did you grow up watching any Disney movies? What a wonderful segue. That was really, really sweet. What a sweet Thank way you. to say that. Yes. Um, yes. The very first movie that I can remember connecting, like my mom and I having inside jokes about was Cinderella. We would sing Cinderella, Cinderella, and I love, love, love the mice. I just thought they oh were gosh. so funny. The Lucifer, yeah. mean, Lucifer, sneaky, jump at you, <laughs> right? <laughs> or um, uh, what's Madagascar? We wreckle you, Cinderella. She wreckle you too. <laughs> okay, I have a new dream in life, which is Jen Calella <laughs> as Jacques in right? Cinderella, a Broadway <laughs> spectacular. I'm ready for it. That was really solid. Thank you, thank you. I love it. We wreckle you, Cinderella. She wreckle you too. And then when Gus sees the, um, the dress, they go in and he sees them creating and he gets so excited they're supposed to be quiet and he goes, oh, bees! <laughs> I've known my you for seven I... years and you've never done this for me. And I'm, I'm my angry and, and excited. I want it. I'm full of surprises, buddy. You are. That was incredible. And I'm going to listen to this part of the podcast over <laughs> and over and over again. I loved when Cinderella is getting dressed in the morning and mm. she's in the shower singing mm -hmm. and the water, she gargles that line. Mm -hmm. It's one of my favorite moments yep. too. I, Cinderella has got beautiful music and great characters. and Gorgeous. It's beautiful. It's absolutely Really yeah. beautiful, and it was one of the first first times I can remember connecting with my mom and she and I having inside jokes. And we still do it. We still say beads. We get so excited. Yeah. We'll see like something pretty in the storefront. We'll be like beads. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, anytime it's someone's birthday, it's always the guest guess. Uh, da, da. Happy birthday, oh. Cinderella! <laughs> really good. That. Was that really good. I'm going to tell you what that line has come up on this podcast multiple times as well. It's so iconic. It. It's it iconic. Is. Did you have a favorite character from the movie? 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's Gus Gus. I just think he's the sweetest. Yeah. I just love his sweet yeah. little heart. He just he wants to help him putting on that shirt and his little belly yeah. poking out and the sweet little. When he's collecting face. the cheese. Get out! He can't. Right, right, right. I know. Like that. I mean, can you imagine being like a kid in Michigan and naming your third gerbil Gus Gus? Because I definitely did that. I definitely did that. I love you so much. Yeah, Gus Gus the gerbil. Oh, that's perfect. He didn't have a long life, but it was special. I bet it was. <laughs> are there any other Disney movies you like? There are. I remember when, for me, a big turning point in the Disney movie was um, Little Mermaid, mm-hmm. right? It, that's when it kind of changed and they were using uh, cinematography in a different way and yeah. uh, the animation changed and um, those songs, look at this stuff. Isn't it neat? Like, what girl can't sing every single word of part of your world? Like, yeah. show me one. I challenge you. Give me one. Yeah. And uh, boys. And boys. Anybody. <laughs> yes, anyone. Everyone. It's, it's, it's such iconic. A great song. It's yeah. iconic. And she was so lovely. It was like the perfect I want song. Yes. Perfect I want song. Truly, in every way. And I just, I don't know, that was, I was like, oh my gosh, mm. this, this is, this is beautiful uh, cinematography. And it was moving and shocking. And, and then I was like, they, then they started having a bunch of them. The next one that I remember yeah. really grabbing my heart was Aladdin. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, the performances in Aladdin were just extraordinary. Robin Williams in that movie, it, it was a tour de force. It was just yeah. beautiful. It was, I, you know, never to be repeated. Like he's in And also anachronistic jokes within right. Aladdin, That's which, right. which uh, you know, I got to chat with Susan Egan about Hercules, kind of the same thing. And it mm-hmm. was something that when you go back and view it, you're like, that was really funny. Indeed. That as a kid, you didn't know who Jack Nicholson was, perhaps, but you go right. back, you're like, oh my gosh. Right. Well, that's the beauty of, of the Disney thing, is that it's obviously for kids, but it's also for adults. It's yes. smart, and it's thoughtful, and there's always a beautiful message involved. And so that, it's an important part of shaping who we are. A thousand percent. And I love that Disney continues to evolve and teach mm-hmm. new lessons. We went from Little Mermaid, which the lesson that Ariel learns you know, about changing everything, who you are for a man that you've never met has been replaced now for young women seeing Frozen, which is like That's right. true love is potentially your family and it's That's not right. someone you just meet. Yeah, I, I do very strongly remember seeing Frozen for the first time with you directly in front of me. Yes. In Washington, yes. D.C. Was and both of us thrilled. I was like a kid. I was like I know, clapping, we like hands yeah. over my head. Like. Oh yeah, totally. <laughs> I want to talk about Peter Pan, a role that you have played uh, and one that just makes perfect sense in the casting world. Do you find yourself relating to Peter in any way? I do very much. It's been fun to play him so much. um, It's been four times, like my 20s and my 30s and twice in my 40s. And um, every time I feel more and more connected to him. First of all, I love that he's on the precipice of being a kid and being um, like starting to to become an adult. So there are moments when he's totally heartbroken and he cries like a child, like a little kid. He's just weeping. But then Tiger Lily walks by and he's like, what's that? 
what's up? <laughs> you know what I mean? He's the struggle. And I also like to play him that he's a little bit in love with Captain Hook, that, mm -hmm. that Captain Hook like fuels him with some kind of passion that he can't quite describe. And that's why he yeah. likes playing this like, um, so it's, for me, it's this kind of non-binary mix of like a, a blend of masculine and feminine energies into uh, passion and desire and joy and also complete vulnerability. So I, I find it to be thrilling and um, I always learn something about myself when I play it. Um, it's also super fun to fly and sword fight. Well, I mean, come on, what's it like to fly over the audience? Extraordinary. I mean, yeah. it's extraordinary. It hurts a little, you know, you, <laughs> yeah. have, to, you have to wear the, the harness and it's um, super tight and like, yeah. it pulls on your shoulders. It pulls your shoulders forward, but he likes to rock that whole shoulders back, hands on the yeah. hips stance. Yep. So that part is tricky, um, but uh, it doesn't matter. You get used to it and you don't care. And you're like, I'll take the pain. I had a rib out last time I threw a rib out when I did it at Pittsburgh CLO because I was hanging from the mast of the pirate ship and um, sword fighting uh, hook and uh, went to do a jab to finish him off. And uh, I just, I could feel it. I heard it. I felt it. I was like, please put me down. It was about midnight, right? <laughs> we were opening the next day. And I was like, it's not a problem. And I just went, got it popped back in and came right back to rehearsal. Wow. That's very impressive. Thanks. It makes me feel like a warrior. Oh, yeah. Duh. I got to play Curly in Peter Pan in sixth grade. It was the Leonard Bernstein version, which yes. has some beautiful music as well. Mm -hmm. And I remember I got to fight Captain Hook for like a moment on the ship. Sure. And my, my fight choreography was parry, parry, thrust, thrust. Nice. Really, really very good. exciting. Really? But I remember looking at Peter Pan and thinking like, I want to fly. Mm -hmm. I really want to fly. This yeah. last time too is especially exciting because the um, the Benedim stage at Pittsburgh CLO is one of the largest um, in America. It's huge, wide. So we uh, one of these crew members is also a cop, and he had a like a speedometer. You know what I mean? And he <laughs> could like clock how fast I was going, and I hit like over twenty miles an hour. Oh my gosh! Flying over the thing, just like <laughs> kind of in the you know wings and in the legs. Yeah, it was. Thrilling, absolutely thrilling. Yeah, of course. So Jen, say that Tinkerbell appears over you and sprinkles pixie dust on you. What would be your happy thought? Oh, God, I love this question. Um, the happy thought to fly, like what do I need to think of to fly? Yeah, yep. Oh gosh, this sounds so cheesy. It just happened. I don't know, maybe a warm hug. <laughs> like a hug, a full bodied hug from you. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> yeah, I would love to give you the biggest hug and then fly with you maybe. Because yeah. if I'm hugging you, up you go. That's right. Here we both go. Up we go. This is a real question I'm going to ask you. In the Disney version of Peter Pan, Nana is chained outside. Mm -hmm. And we see her barking at Peter and the kids as they fly off to Neverland. And she's really losing her mind because yep. she's so concerned. Then Michael grabs Tinkerbell and shakes her over Nana, and Nana starts to fly. I know. So is Nana thinking a happy thought in that moment? I, I'm, I'm with you on this, because the, like, uh, Nana, like Nana coming back, it's not that Nana doesn't go with them, right? I maybe know. she flies I'm, for a second. Maybe he's like sprinkles it on her for a second. Maybe she's upset that they're going without her. 
And so the totally. happy thought is like, oh, they're, they're letting me come. Um, but he only Maybe. sprinkles yeah. enough that she can float up and then she's got to go back down. Yeah. This is a real conversation that we're going to have to do part two of this episode. There's so much more to continued. discuss. There is much more to mine. Oh, silly. We'll be right back. Oh, what's the big idea with these commercials? Oh, So Jen, here comes fast pass answers. I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions and you'll have 30 seconds after I ask the first question. Are you ready? Yeah. Great, here we go. Jen Colella, name a character from Beauty and the Beast. Uh, 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 Valjean, no. (laughs) No, no one, Garçon, no, no one. Gaston. uh, Gaston. (laughs) What is your favorite, who is your favorite Disney princess? Oh God. Um, I'd probably Cinderella. Name a song from Come From Away. Welcome to the Rock. What is your favorite Broadway musical? Also between Company and Cabaret. Name a Disney animal who sings. Uh, the Warthog. What's his name? Time. Pumbaa. Pumbaa. Good choice. Good choice. The Warthog who's nice. Thank you. That was very exciting. What about Valjean? Okay, so let's discuss. No. This is a Broadway. <laughs> like Valjean. <laughs> this is a Broadway and Disney overlap. That is the perfect answer. Yeah. Because Valjean could definitely be um, in Beauty and the Beast. Valjean okay. as Gaston. Oh, yeah, I'm in for it. That's That'd fun. be great. That's fun. Um, that is fun. And Company and Cabaret and mm-hmm. Come From Away and Cinderella. Do you like things that start with the letter C? Apparently, I do. It's trivia time. Oh, boy. Jen Colella, here is your moment of trivia. Are you ready for the trivia question of oh, the day? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So the Disney Parks is all about safety, courtesy, entertainment, and cleanliness. So dating back to when Disneyland first opened in 1955, what did Walt Disney ban from selling in the parks to prevent people from spitting it out on the streets and not only making a mess? but pissing off the people who stepped in it. <laughs> I'm going to say chewing gum, Bob, for 25. It, it is chewing gum. Yeah. That's ding, ding, right. Ding, 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 ding. Ding, ding, You win. Um, what's great is like Disney, not only, you know, they don't sell gum. You can have gum. They don't sell it. But they've also banned selfie sticks. Great. Smoking. Great. Cremated remains. <laughs> which there goes my plan for when I, when I go. Is that true? I don't think so. No, they haven't banned cremated remains. No, they have. I just because don't think they, I want to be. I just want to be cremated. Because people want to go and like be on a ride and and dump. Yeah, yeah. Wow. You're like on Space Mountain. You're like, here you go, Uncle. You know? That's wild. That is wild. It's a good rule. I think it it's is a, a good, good rule. rule. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, something had to happen for them to make that rule. Yes, it did. But I'm glad that it's now in place. I think when I go, I would like to be turned into a tree and planted at Disneyland. That's nice. Yeah. What if you actually... gone? You did this whole podcast. <laughs> You're like, should I go one day? Yeah. I've heard about this Disney park thing. Do you know what I really want to do? 
I want to go with you um, during gay days. I, I have. Yeah, I've never always, been. You haven't. But here's the deal, Jen. When whenever you and I go, it's a gay day. It's gay day. It's a gay day. You know. But wouldn't that be lovely? Just a bunch of us, like going to celebrate Disney together. I just love that that exists. Yeah. Yeah. I can't believe it exists. I think I would cry the whole time because I'd be so moved by the fact that it's it's all of us coming to yeah. to celebrate the magic of Disney together. I think that's so sweet. I love that yeah. they do that. I do too. I, I, you know, it's the magic of Disney that Mickey Mouse gives you unconditional love. You know, he, he may not have lunch with your brother, but no. he loves yeah. unconditionally. Of course he does. Now let's hear from some of you. Uh-huh. Jen, the fans on social media were very excited to ask you questions about Disney. So here we go. Okay. Madeline Alana asks, which kick-butt female Disney character would you cast in the role of Captain Bass in Come From Away? Moana. Oh my gosh, ready with that answer. That just felt exactly right. I love right. her. Moana's a great answer. I also thought Mulan. Oh yes, absolutely. But even Belle, I think there's a lot of strong women in there's a the lot Disney of strong catalog. Women. I don't know. There's something about, I just I think Moana is great. Yeah. yeah. Great. Alana asks, do you have a favorite restaurant in any of the parks? My gosh, I, I don't. Um, any I, favorite I, foods? I really love getting that huge chicken leg. <laughs> oh, the turkey legs. <laughs> the turkey leg. That huge turkey leg and walking around like, I don't know what, like, I just feel so- Like a caveman. Like a caveman. I'd love chewing on that turkey leg. There's something about it that I dig. So if there so was a, a turkey leg restaurant, I guess you could say like the turkey leg cart. The turkey that's your leg your favorite restaurant. Cart. That's right. Yeah, that's great. One Hannah host one asks, if you could play any Disney villain, who would it be and why? Ooh, that's good. Um, the stepmother in Cinderella would be super fun. Yes. Right? Lady Gast Tremaine. <gasps> um, Gaston. I would kind of yeah. want to, right? I'd be a good <laughs> Gaston. You would be. <laughs> I don't know why I'm so obsessed with Gaston, but. There's a lot. I mean, like, he's a so cocky and confident and, and very handsome. Okay. I mean, he's got, he's a bad person, but. He's a bad person, but it'd be fun to be all, it'd be fun to play. Right. And again, he's the, he doesn't realize he's a bad person until okay. halfway through. That's like right. when you first meet him, you're like, that's just who he is. That's right. It doesn't end well for him. No. He no. falls. A lot of Disney villains fall to their death. They do. They totally do. Okay. That's not a happy thought. Let's keep, that's let's okay. keep going. Let's move along. Yeah. Doc Grassy 82 asks, aside from Peter Pan, what Disney character would you love to play? Gaston. Oh Yeah. <laughs> okay um the, there was this cool one of the coolest things that's ever happened to me i really mean this there was a um some sort of poll um on one of the broadway channels and they asked who should play hercules and so they had all these extraordinary male actors and then me then yeah. i and jen colella did you see that i didn't I was, but it makes sense i was beside myself i had to write in two to playbill and i was like wait did, are you is, does this say what i think it says that for me is hercules and they were like yep got tons of yep. votes and i was like i am doing something right that yeah. feels so right to me zero to hero just like that <laughs> there you are <laughs> 
Our final question, N-O-D-D-Y girl asks, have you and Beverly ever been to Disney together? We have not, but I, the thought of that makes my heart swell. I would love to take Captain Beverly Bass to Disney World. Yeah. Would, would you only fun. go on rides where you flew, like Peter Pan's Obviously. flight, soaring over sure. California? That's where we're yeah. going first. Absolutely. 100%. It's only, it's only rides where you get to fly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we're going to go our separate ways for the day. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> no, that's not true. I would love it. I would hold her hand. I would like, I love to see the wonder in her eyes. I, I think it would be a blast to go with her. That's a you great think that idea. she's been? She's been to the parks, right? Oh, sure. She's, yeah. um, she has a home in Florida. I bet she's been for sure. Jen, here comes a very special moment of e-ticket to Broadway. It's you and your game. When I think of wonderful hugs, spreading kindness and smiles, and putting joy into the world, I think of two people, Jen Colella and Mickey Mouse. In this game, Jen Colella or Mickey Mouse, I'm going to say a statement, and your job is to tell me, am I talking about Jen Colella, Mickey Mouse, or both? This is my favorite thing that's ever happened. I love you no, so I know. much. This is amazing. Okay. okay, I'm ready. Okay, number one for Jen Colella or Mickey Mouse. I've spent a lot of time in Southern California where I worked on making people smile. Both. It is both. You are right. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Ding, ding, ding. Yep. Because you worked as a comic in Southern California as an actress. Mm-hmm. Mickey, you know, lives there at Disneyland. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> so that is both. You are right. Number two, Jen Colella or Mickey Mouse. I am a mouse. That's going to be Mickey. That is Mickey. Yeah, yes. that is Mickey. Yeah. That was a hard it one. Could, it could have gone either way. but It yeah, could Mickey. have gone either way. That was tough. Yeah. We did hear you speak for Jacques and Gus Gus earlier in That's this true. episode. So, That's you true. know, you never know. Lucifer not funny. Lucifer mean. Sneaky. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I want to go back to that one. Okay. Are you a mouse? No. <laughs> a little bit. Jen Culler, Mickey Mouse. I was nominated for a Tony Award. <sighs> A Jen Colella. That is Jen Colella. It was very exciting, very well deserved. <laughs> so sweet, dude. <laughs> Number four, Jen Colella or Mickey Mouse. My primary mode of transportation is a scooter. Both. I bet Mickey rocks a scooter. Yeah, I think so too. I bet he um, loves it. I've never seen him get from A to B. You know, I thought it was going to be Jen, but it could be both. So I think it's both. Yeah, I'm let's say, say both. both. Number five, you're doing very well so far. Thank We're you. Four for four. Thank you. Even though that mouse one, still not sure. <laughs> Those of you, this is, um, you're listening to this, but what you can't see is that Jen is literally eating cheese right now. <laughs> That's not true. That's not true. <laughs> Number five, I have played many roles, including playing an airplane pilot. Jen Colella. It's actually both. In 1928, he Mickey, totally did. Yeah, yes. plane crazy. Of course. Of course. Yeah. Oh, man. He also sang Me in the Sky in that cartoon <laughs> short. <laughs> it's crazy. But he sang Me in this Sky. It was different. Yeah, yeah, it was a little different. <laughs> it was in a minor key. It was weird. Yeah. It was the 20s. <laughs> Jen Kalala or Mickey Mouse, number six. I have been asked many times for my autograph and to pose for a photo with me. I think it's both. It's both. Yeah. It's definitely both. 
Mm-hmm. I remember distinctly at BroadwayCon one year seeing a huge line of people waiting to get your autograph. And I was like, this is just like Mickey Mouse at Disneyland. It's yes. the same. So sweet. Jen Kalala or Mickey Mouse, number seven, I am connected to the work of Charlie Chaplin. Is it both? It is both. Nice, nice. Yeah, Walt Disney often discussed how Charlie Chaplin influenced Mickey Mouse in a lot Mm -hmm. of interviews. I love that. I love that so much. That's awesome. We're learning quickly that you two are very connected. This is nice. I didn't think about the correlations. This is beautiful. It's all I thought about since I met you. (laughs) Jen Colella or Mickey Mouse, number eight. I am often seen wearing just a pair of pants. (laughs) Both. Well, I, I think that is true. I was going to say it's usually Mickey in you know, publicity photos and on his TV appearances. Yes, but I, you know, you know, I like to feel free. Yeah. In my own home, very rarely. Am yeah, I wearing a home, top? Backstage so, at a theater. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Number so, nine. I have been in a photo with Adina Menzel. Is it both? It is both. Oh, this is thrilling. It's this both. This is great. Yep. How lucky for Adina Menzel. How lucky for me. Yeah. And for Mickey. Yeah, and for Mickey. Do you think Mickey was like, oh my gosh, it's the voice of Elsa? 100%. Yeah, totally. Yeah. He loves Frozen. Yeah. Jen Colella or Mickey Mouse, number 10. My voice can be heard in the Broadway production of Dear Evan Hansen. Oh, that's me. That's Jen Clara. It's actually both. He does the curtain speech. No, no he it's doesn't. Not. <laughs> no, no, he, he does doesn't. Not. <laughs> no. The You're right, it is Jen <laughs> Well, Jen, you did wonderfully well on Jen Clara or Mickey Mouse. Thank Congratulations. You. Good Thank job. Thank you so much. That was fun. You're the sweetest. Well, you're close to Mickey Mouse, so that makes you the sweetest. <laughs> yeah. It's time for some tough choices. Let's play Tweedledee or Tweedledum. Jen Kalala, here's Tweedledee or Tweedledum. I'm going to give you two options and you let me know which one you prefer. So here okay. we go. Tweedledee or Tweedledum, Captain Hook or Ursula? I'm going to say Captain Hook. Captain Hook, yes. Tweedledee or Tweedledum, churros or Dole Whips? Churros. Solid. Tweedledee or Tweedledum, Magic Kingdom or Epcot? Epcot. Oh, didn't expect that. I know. Okay. Final Tweedledee or Tweedledum, Me in the Sky or the title song from Phantom of the Opera? I love Phantom of the Opera. I know you do. Uh, Oh my goodness. Uh, Toss up, toss up. Okay, it's a toss up. We can accept a toss up. Yay! Very excited. Jen, if you were to work in the parks, what job would you want? Do they have somebody that just hugs people? Yeah, it's Mickey Mouse. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Well, great. then clearly, considering how, how close I am in nature, I'd yeah. like to be Mickey. And great. just like blow kisses and hug and like, and yeah, to spread some joy. That seems yeah. dope. This, is, this would change your brother's life too, if you were like- Absolutely. You could take him to lunch. Yeah, we can definitely have lunch. 
So Jen, the next time you go to a Disney park, what's the first thing you want to do? It's Space Mountain, man. I always run right to Space Mountain. I find cool. it to be unlike anything else, any other roller coaster. I know it's not all that terrifying, but the excitement of it inside, in the dark, it's, it's thrilling. I love Space Mountain. Love it. Well, Jen, this has been so much fun. Thank you for sharing your heart and your stories on E-Ticket to Broadway. Thank you for having me, David. I love you so much. Love you too. We'll see you at the parks. See you real soon on the next episode. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.